From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It is a great joy today to be right here with you on this station as we are five days a week, and I'm glad that you're along today. I trust you'll join us as often as you possibly can. Of course, we've got the weekend looking at us now, straight on, and this is a big patriotic weekend here in America, and I hope that you'll run the flag up to the top of the pole and celebrate our freedom that we have enjoyed here in this country for so long, and uh, really pay attention whenever that freedom is threatened, and do your best, take a stand, be peaceful about it, but take a stand always, and let your voice be heard. Now, in the time in which we live today, it is important that you and I not get sidetracked. That's why this week I've looked at some issues like how some Christians seem to take offense and by getting offended they get sideways and get sidetracked. And uh, there are times when other people do you wrong and uh, so forth. A lot of just personal issues like that that really have a negative impact on people who love the Lord, but at the same time, they do not fare well through those difficult times. So what I want to do today, and we'll continue this next week, with the exception of Monday. I think Monday we'll do something specifically geared to the 4th of July. So plan to be with me all week next week. But I want to start something today because there are a number of places in the Bible that can be of tremendous help in times when you're hurting, times when somebody's done you wrong, or something else has soured and things have just become a mess in your life. So today I want us to look at a passage many of you will know by heart, but I want you to see not only the text, but the context around it tells us some important things, big things that will help us. This passage I'm talking about is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 famous passage and one that is really a great, great text. It's a great theme, and it has a great thrust for us if we'll just pay attention to it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. A young man said to me a few months ago, that this passage had literally changed his life and had a major impact on the person that he was becoming. I think probably there are others who could testify the same way. And when I have walked through this with you, I think I'm going to show you some things that will enable you, if you have not grasped the significance of this, that it will do some very, very strong and good things for you. There are two ways to approach this chapter. One is to observe all of the negative things that it tells us, and then to observe the positive things that it tells us. Now again, I'll not get through all of these today, but we're going to stay with it until we see exactly what's laid out here. This passage tells us that we are to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. The negative statements start in verse number one in the chapter where the passage says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So if you and I discover the law of God, if we find out the things that God says, this is the way it ought to be. If you want to know the difference between right and wrong, learn God's principles. He will tell you 
what's right. He will also tell you what's wrong. So the Bible is telling us here that we are to discover the law of God and then lay hold of it in a way where we just never, ever let go. We hold on to it tenaciously, and he says, forget not my law. And he wants us to do that from the heart. Learn the commands of God. Uh, Just recently, I've walked with you through the Ten Commandments, and you'll find those in Exodus 20 and repeated in Deuteronomy 5. And in addition to that, when you read the New Testament, you'll find all kinds of principles laid out, things that the Bible says very pointedly, do, and very pointedly, it says, do not. When you read this entire 31 chapters of Proverbs, you'll find an enormous amount of principles that God has laid out for us that tells us things that we should do or should not do. Now, let me say to you something that I said to someone this morning, face to face, when I had a conversation with them, and they were trying to tell me that uh, works were the things that would get them to heaven. And I said to them, you know, the problem here is you're running down the wrong track. The fact is what we do does not get us to heaven. We do what we do as Christians in following the Lord, in learning His law, following His commandments. We do that because we are saved, because we are headed to heaven, not because we're making installments on our salvation. You can't get to heaven on the installment plan. It doesn't work that way, my friend. And I want you to see that so clearly and know that all of these passages that talk about lifestyle, that talk about Christian character, that talk about holiness— all of which ought to be of great importance to us, and it ought to be something that we are pursuing wholeheartedly, just like this verse says, with the whole heart. But at the same time, we know that we do not earn salvation by so doing. We are simply demonstrating, when we live this kind of a life, we are demonstrating that we have done exactly what this passage says. We've trusted the Lord. We're not leaning on ourselves. We're walking with Him because we have found Him, and He is now, in fact, our Savior. So with all of that in place, the Bible says, In all thy ways acknowledge Him. So it's not just a matter of saying yes for salvation, but it's also a matter of us saying, Oh, once I'm saved, I'm going to walk with the Lord and follow His orders just right down the line. So what we have here, the first one of these negative statements in Proverbs 3 is, Forget not my law. The law of God has not been abrogated, it has not been decimated, it has not been dismissed, no way in which it has been negated. But the fact is, it does not take us to heaven. It is simply God's rules, God's plan, whereby we should function and behave and let our testimony be built around doing things God's way. And when we do that, then we accrue some influence. Then our witness begins to count because we are demonstrating that the Lord does make a difference in our life. The second negative statement that is put here in this chapter, around which this verses 5 and 6 are built, Verse 3 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. So just like we don't forget the law of God, he says, Don't forget about mercy and truth. Now those two things go together. They're two different things, but they certainly go together. Mercy is that uh, capacity that uh, God has to give to us 
what we do not deserve, to do good things for us when we are totally undeserving of it. And at the same time, you and I, because we have been recipients of God's mercy, we too can be merciful toward other people. We can show kindness. We can show compassion. We can show them that we can give some. So we are merciful toward other people. And he says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Some folks want to be merciful. They want to be compassionate. They want to just be like nothing matters really, just whatever anybody wants to do. But the Bible says mercy and truth. Well, where do we go to find the truth? We find that again, reading the Bible, looking at God's Word, understanding what He has told us. It is the truth that sets us free. Not our preferences, not our own desire, not our own selfish intent, but it's the truth of God that will set us free. And remember, Jesus said, I am the truth. So we need to know that whenever we're talking about following Jesus, we're not talking about doing something that we have total control of and we're just going to do whatever we please. No, we're going to listen to him and let him give us direction. And that really is what this passage is saying. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, but bind them upon thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So once again, we have some principles here to help us. Number one, the law of God. Secondly, the mercy of God appropriated to us and for us to practice, and then the truth of God that we also embrace so that we can live based on that truth. Now, the next one of these verses in uh, verse 5, the next negative is found here in the second part of verse 5, where it says, and lean not unto thine own understanding. I think this is probably one of the biggest snares that uh, we have to deal with where we want to think that we know everything. We like to think nobody can outthink us. We like to think we're smarter than anybody else. I mean, there's just something about the old ego that just says, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to let my life be lived based on how I feel, what I want to do, all of that. I mean, it's just that old human sinful, carnal behavior that shows up all along the way. And he says here very pointedly that we're to trust in the Lord and not lean on our own understanding. You know, whenever a person is born, uh, they're really pretty dumb because they've got everything to learn. And it's like, well, you know, I'll read a book or two and I'll listen to a person or two. And the next thing you know, I'll be 10 years old, 20 years old, 25 years old, and I will know everything that I need to know. Well, that's not real good wisdom right there. When we think like that, it's just telling us we're not as smart as we would like to make people think we are. The fact is, you may live an entire lifetime, live to be 100, and I promise you, you open an encyclopedia on almost any page and you'll find something that you don't know. The fact is, your knowledge and your understanding, just like my knowledge and my understanding, has its limits. But God is omniscient. He has no limits on that. And so when you and I do what we ought to do, we will put our understanding on the shelf and listen to what God has to say. This passage is telling us that uh, getting our life anchored in so that we are leaning on the Lord more than we're leaning on ourselves is a very, very important concept. Here's one more that we'll look at today. Verse 7, chapter 3 of Proverbs says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So look at the verse. Be not wise in thine own eyes. 
Here again, like the previous statement, it's suggesting that we need to look beyond our own ability to figure things out. Wisdom is something that comes from God. Sometimes people think, oh, I know things and I know how to use it. And we think we have the wisdom to do that. But the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. So the wisdom that you and I need is coming from the Lord. And we ought to look to him, ask him for his wisdom every step of the way. So what we're looking at here is a passage, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, that says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now, we're looking at these negative statements, and we've got a number of them yet to go, and we'll pick this up again next week. But I want you to see how that the Lord not only gives us the basic principle about how to build our life, how to survive the times when the hurts come, how to survive the heartache that comes when somebody betrays you, how to survive whenever times get tough, how to make it. Well, what do we do? We trust in the Lord. We don't just say, well, this is the best I can do. No, we're going to find out the best the Lord can do and go with him and in all our ways acknowledge him. That's why I've just simply said to you today that here in this chapter, we find item after item of instruction that will stand us in good stead. It will fortify us for the journey. And I trust that you'll join me next week as we continue to work through this. We'll see all of the negative statements, and then we'll pick up the positive ones. And I'm telling you, it's going to add up to some really good things when we get this chapter looked at in its entirety. I do hope that you'll be with me next week. Monday, we'll do some patriotic things on the 4th of July. I hope that you'll find your way to church on Sunday, be in the Lord's house. The fact that it's a holiday doesn't mean we ought to not go to church. We ought to be there. I trust you will. And in the meantime, do write to me. Let me know that you hear the broadcast. And don't forget to check us out on our website at swordofthelord.com. Remember, the Sword Conference is coming July 18 through 21. We hope you're going to be with us. Look at the website for details and write a note to me. Let me know you hear the broadcast. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099. Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, and the email is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until Monday, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day. Goodbye for now.